Welcome to another episode of the Beer with Me podcast. As always, I'm your host, Ben Ryman. On the podcast today, we've got uh, Kelly Baird and Jerron Trotman. Welcome to the podcast, folks. Hi, Ben. Thanks for having me, Ben. Yeah, Thanks stoked, stoked. Just want to acknowledge I'm producing this podcast in the lands of the uh, Comox, Homoko, Clayhus, and Klaaman First Nations, who were one nation before we settlers came in, separated them into reserves. Grateful to be able to produce this podcast on these unceded stolen lands. Uh, yeah, so today's a today's an interesting one. Um, um, they always are, but um, uh, today we're just talking about um, I think just a lot of really cool things that are happening in the uh, in the in the black behavior anal- analytic community. Um, as folks know, I've been having trying to have a lot of guests on from from uh, you know from 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 the the black space and and uh, and. Uh, and, and it's been awesome, and we're going to keep doing that forever and ever and ever. But uh, today's kind of a special episode because uh, um, uh, we've got we've got Jerron and Kelly, and and folks will know them from previous episodes as essentially the the uh, the founders and 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 kind of presidents of um, uh, Black Men in ABA, Black Men in Behavior Analysis. Jerron here, and then uh, Mobach, the, uh, uh, the uh, I always get this wrong. Um, what's it stand for, Kelly? Missouri Black Behavior Analysis Community. It's the Missouri, it's the O that throws me off. I want the O to stand for something, and it always throws me off. But 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 you can't really say book. You have to have a, you have to have a vowel in there to make it make it run up, roll off the tongue. I get it, I get it. And we're gonna we're gonna we actually got some other um, acronyms coming up later. That's what that folks will be excited about. But yeah, so you know, Mobox started early in the spring, um, BMBA, you know, around the same time, and and. Uh, and uh, you folks have been really busy. You got some websites set up now. Um, it's kind of some different initiatives going on. You've you've got some boards developed, some positions, that sort of thing, and, and a lot of cool things going on. And and uh, and you, you're 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 actually collaborating on some projects now. Um, so we're gonna kind of get into all that, all all the kind of cool stuff that's kind of happening in in in, in the in the black uh, behavior analysis community. So. And then as well, we're going to talk about the the BACB uh, elections are coming up. So next summer, uh, BACB will be uh, trying to fill some spots on their board. And and uh, happy to note uh, that the nominations have since closed uh, just a few days ago, but happy to note that the BACB was actually seeking out, uh, you know, uh, folks from kind of under underrepresented populations, which is, um, you know, a bold statement on their part to kind of stand up and do that. I know there's been a lot of concern in general, and we're not going to kind of get into sort of, you know, too much of the negativity here. But there's been a lot of, I think, blowback at all the big kind of ABA organizations in terms of, you know, kind of getting with getting getting kind of into the 21st century, uh, acknowledging sort of the lack of diversity, you know, in, in, in terms of academia, in terms of sort of running these different boards, um, uh, you know, certainly, you know, uh, uh, stuff a lot of stuff related to the, the neurodivergent community and, you know the, the the constant the still problematic uh electric shock stuff going on so uh you know and and um and uh, you know and i think a lot of it's related to these large entities kind of having kind of these legacy folks in in, in the chairs um kind of running things and um and really not taking into account that um you know there there are a lot of other voices out there that that aren't being heard and and you, we've seen some of the BACB stats and you know we you know for uh, a lot of years we had that you know it's, it's like ninety two percent women and so you know on on Jaron's side really advocating for kind of 
you know, uh, more black black men in the field, uh, black folks in general are, are kind of, I think are a little over 4% of BCBAs now. It was 3.93 for a while. I know there's a bunch of t-shirts that have to get tossed in the garbage now um, as you jumped up a couple percentage points, but um, um, around that, I, I love all the 3.93% shirts. Those are great. Um, and, but the representation sort of on these boards and in these sort of societies, you know, you know, is it, problematic because I know, I think, what are the numbers? I think the sort of for, for kind of black folks in, in America, I think you know, sort of the representation in the population was something like 15 to 20 percent, something like that. Um, and then but to have four percent, you know, within within our field, that shows that we're kind of underrepresented in the field. And then if you look at black men in the field, well, then it's even, you know, uh, more sort of underrepresented. It was something probably something in you know they don't even have this they don't even have a stat on that yet so something in the vicinity of of one percent and possibly some of the stuff we're going to talk about today we might see a little more uh, those demographic data come out as a result of you know some of these elections but clearly you know there, there's there's still a lot more work to be done um to kind of you know get some of these 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 groups up to par and um but it's really awesome just to see all the stuff that's been going on, you know, whether it's on Instagram or on, on social media, you know, um, um, through some of the presentations folks are doing. Just it's, it's been nice to see. I've been noticing sort of even since I, you know, kind of got back from Baba, which, again, just the most amazing experience I've ever had in my entire life. Um, and, and I'll say that for the rest of my life. I think it just was fantastic. But it's just ever since even since Baba, I've been seeing seemingly i think more kind of black black uh voices and faces you know at conferences doing keynotes um you know um, um uh, you know sort of being you know being you know in high demand which i think is, is great and um and, and i think you guys are just doing a great job kind of riding that wave um so maybe uh maybe we can kind of just start with kind of what's been happening with the two organizations you guys are working working in and then um, we can from there we can kind of move into some of the collaborations and then we can we could talk about what I was alluding to around the, the BACB finally after that. So um, maybe Kelly, we'll start with you. So Mobach, what's been going on with Mobach since we last since we last chatted? So a lot has a lot has gone on. We we have uh, new we have new members. Um, well, our member numbers are growing. Mm. I think initially when we when we spoke. There might have been 30 members around that now we something have like that 70 we have around 70 members wow. so we're growing pretty steadily and strong it's awesome um, we do have some administrative positions in mobile now mm. so we have like brian brian antoine is the chief financial officer tamisha bland is the vice president michelle bonak is the continuing education officer and monica gillespie is the Community Networking Coordinator, uh, Jessica Jones is the Secretary and Newsletter Editor, and Newsletter is the Mo Behavior Drip, which is- The Drip, nice. that's right, yeah. <laughs> and then we have Shaquita Lane, she's the Shaquita Lane and Erica McClendon. They are both Supervision and Mentorship Operation Officers. Uh, we have Satfire Robinson, uh, or Satfire Robinson, and she is the Chief Diversity Officer we have Kaisha Wilson. She is the producer and host for the virtual game nights. And nice. we also have Wendy Wrightbell. She's the chief research officer. So these wow. are uh, new positions that we have in the organization, and we're hoping to roll those out with their vision on how that will look next year. Cool. Uh, so that, that's so that's really nice. Um, we also have 
the Mental Health Monday networking events. Yes. Now, and those are ran by Monica, uh, a.k.a. Rhea. So, yep. you know, it's either Rhea or Monica. I think I think today is Rhea. Um, and so those are really nice spaces to go to. And those are usually, uh, they usually take place the last Monday of the month at a Black-owned restaurant um, called In the Loop. And that's in University City mm. in the St. Louis area. There's also live music. And uh, a masseuse there. Wow. So Black-owned specialties. There's also this really nice drink that's <laughs> blue and gold. And it's themed for Mobac. Yeah. It's called the Tidal Wave. So I think mm -hmm. that's pretty cool. So that's one. We have the. Let's see. We have the the virtual game nights mm. hosted by Kaisha, and so those will open to other ABA communities. Uh, and it's just a really fun thing for people to get into, to network and connect virtually, uh, because again, we're statewide, so not always easy for all of the members to connect, but then we can also connect with other members outside of Missouri, and which mm. that, that is what we've been doing lately, uh, connecting with other people outside of Missouri, because uh, I, I want to say that we've reached our our mission of uniting us. <laughs> And now we're just this supportive networking community supporting other communities. Um, right so are, so are all 70 members then Missouri folk or are RGF folks that are outside yeah. of the state? Those are, these are either behavior analysts or students. These are professionals in the field of ABA and they reside in Missouri. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Right it's on. really nice. Right on. Um, so some other things we also have there's like so many different things. Um, yeah. So we have we have TAP and that's the ABA Pathfinders, and uh, that's fairly new. It's a dynamic group dedicated to advocating for the expansion of inclusive ABA programs across university campuses and including high schools too. Just any educational setting. Uh, we have a special focus on historically black colleges and universities as HBCUs. Mm. Um, so you're trying to, you're basically trying to get, kind of set up these, these HBCUs so that they'll have ABA programs. Is that kind of, is that the, the, the long-term goal or? Correct. Because uh, from my understanding, there's a very small number of ABA programs in HBCUs. Mm. I believe initially when we started, there was one that was identified. Um, but our current initiative is that there is room for growth in the availability in ABA programs, at HBCUs. Mm. Um so our aim is to highlight the opportunity for expansion and increase access to education and training in behavior analysis. Yeah. And and that and and the, and the tap which is cool that, that's not just Missouri folk, right? And that's not just about Missouri schools, is it? No, not just Missouri schools. It's it's nationwide and honestly I would like this to become an, a global endeavor. Mm. Mm. And it's so we have a special focus on HBCUs, but honestly, because of the the prevalence and the the prevalence rate of behavior analysts and the accessibility to ABA services um, isn't as great as it could be. 
another way to increase the number of ABA clinicians. So then we have more ABA services to serve communities. Mm. So I think that a lot of people identify with that need and that, that initiative. And we do have a lot of great people in, in TAP. And I'd like to name a few people in there. If I definitely got to mention the members and you're actually one of our, you're actually a member as well. You're an honorary member for mm. sure. Then, yep. So, um, so it's myself, there's Jerron Trotman, of course, and Dr. Brandon May, uh, Wes J. Lowry. Yeah, Lowry, yeah. Yeah, Tamisha Bland, Bryant Antoine, Jessica Jones, Dr. Maggie Pavone, Kurt Kirby, Sam McDonald, Melantha Witherspoon, Wendy Wrightbill, Brett Blevins, mm. Arthur Hairston. Dr. Natalie Parks, Mike Williams, Angela Gray, Michelle Bonac, Charday Rigdon, the ABA Guru, Sapphire Robinson, Jared Van, Andre Anderson, and which he is the he is the founder of the Black Male BCBA Day, which is mm. September 6th. Mm. He's also the first black BCBA in the state of Tennessee. Oh wow! Yeah, throw that out there, <laughs> and and also Shaquita Lane, Scott O'Donnell, Troy Berg, Barb Gross, and Brandon Herskovich. So, and you've been <laughs> so the and and it's <laughs> ever growing. Actually, we have Doctor um, Andresa De Sosa. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Yes, cool. and Georgiana. Yes. Oh yeah. Georgiana, yes, Georgiana. Um out of the UK. She, yes, yes. And she has passion projects in Africa. And I love that we're connected. I, I love that our that our group in TAP is growing. Yeah. Um, so so the way TAP works is we have these monthly meetings um about our progress on schools that we're disseminating in or dispersing in. And um, we actually have a few schools that we're we're working on. Um, but right now we have the meetings on hold, at least the the formal ones for this month and next month because of the holidays. Yep. But next year we'll pick up again. And in the interim, I am connecting with other behavior analysts that are interested in joining TAP. And so I'm I'm looking forward to that and growth and also moving towards turning this into more of a global effort. And I'm hoping that we can, you know, um, maybe connect and partner with larger conglomerates like like the BACB if possible Mm -hmm. or or the IBAO, um, um, or the the National uh, Department of Education, mm. or the Department of Education, um, APBA, some, something like if we can partner with larger conglomerates with yep. the shared values, I can see there being sustainability with this idea to build more clinicians. 
Right on. So are you are you are you are you, are you, are you, are you looking for more folks to join TAP? Like are you looking for certain kinds of folks with certain expertise or experience? I mean, what 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 what, what do you need on TAP? Any and any and everyone that's interested in this endeavor. Mm. I think the idea is that when we bring a lot of brilliant minds together, we can we can be solutions oriented mm-hmm. because there's a lot of we may run into barriers, obstacles. There's a reason why. There's some reason why we we need more ABA services and more clinicians out there. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can all get together and have this space where we can do uh, some shared knowledge. Uh, and that's also one of uh, my talking points um, with the board on having these larger uh, collaborative sharing spaces uh, because without communities of practice or places where we can work together and share what we know, it would be challenging for us to work and collaborate and be uh, solutions oriented. So I think having this as another space, and that's similar to MOBAC. So MOBAC also serves as the space for Black practitioners in ABA. It's a space. Um, so TAP would essentially be the space for clinicians wanting to have this endeavor to build more clinicians mm. that would yield more ABA services. Gotcha. With, cool. also the, the, with also a focus on HBCUs, so then we can build more Black clinicians. But then um, that would leave it open to other, to other um, underrepresented um, people in the field yeah. as well. Gotcha. So gotcha. the people that I would look that I would be interested in coming, I, obviously anyone, but people that are underrepresented right. that would like to build numbers um, to represent what's actually out there in the in the world. Gotcha. So if you're an underrepresented group in behavior analysis and you're looking to have more folks like you kind of get into the field, you should reach out to, to uh, Kelly and Jerron and tap and, and see about uh, joining their crew. Uh, okay, so Jerron, what's, what's been going on with uh, BMBA since we last chatted? Yeah, um, thanks for having me on. Uh, ben, Kelly, it's an honor to be here with you as well. Um, ben, last time we spoke was before the BABA conference, and mm-hmm. we spoken to existence you getting to that conference i remember we talked about <laughs> you wanted to get there and it was so yeah. good to see you. we had an amazing time and i just want to give a quick shout out to you um i appreciate all the work that you're doing in and out of our field so thank you um <clears throat> a lot of exciting things happening with bnba um as you know our mission is to uh, empower support amplify the voices of, of black men working in the field of behavior analysis um we have uh, finalized our executive board. Uh, so Bruce Tenor is our president, Sean Capel is our secretary, Ruel Dixon is our treasurer, and Dr. Barry Daly is our parliamentarian. Hmm. We've been working on a lot of initiatives um, since we last spoke. So I don't remember where we were at before, right before the conference, but um, uh, some initiatives that we've been working on is um, <clears throat> launching our website. So our hmm. official website and membership launch is coming in January. I'm pretty hmm. excited about that um we have a private group right now uh, facebook is a safe space for networking and um mm-hmm. opportunity to support we have about 150 members on there um mm-hmm. so 
some really good initiatives we're working on, uh, monthly meetups. Really, really excited about our mentorship program that we have going on. Um, <clears throat> as Kelly mentioned, a Black Male and B BCBA Day by Andre Anderson, September 8th. That was a really big hit. Um, we're going to continue to celebrate that annually. Um, working on doing some training in CEUs. Um, and we also have a podcast in the works. So Ooh. that's really exciting. Um, we're <clears throat> really excited about all the things we have coming on. Um, so yeah, we've been moving. We've been moving since the conference and the last time we talked. It's exciting. So membership drive, does that mean, and, and, and similarly question to you as well, Kelly, or Al um, are you folks, when you say membership drive, are you actually going into sort of the the, the kind of paid membership level there now and, and kind of keeping track of who's in there and having some benefits yeah, and that so sort of thing? Yeah, that's a great question. So I think Mobok is a little bit different uh, to mm. me and behind this. Uh, we, we will be launching um, sort of our premier membership with our guys uh, to mm. be to get access to uh, mentorship programs, which is really, really exciting. Um, and our monthly meetup. So we're not sure exactly what we're assigning to that yet. Uh, we're going to firm that up pretty much here during mm -hmm. the holidays. Um, and then we'll launch that in January. So, but yeah, we do definitely want to make it exclusive to get access to those opportunities. Just not quite sure exactly yet what we're putting to that. Um, I think Mobach is doing it a little bit different. Correct me if I'm wrong, Kelly. Our membership is free. Yeah. Right now. So yeah, accessibility to, to all, to everything. Um, that, that that's where we're at right now. Yeah. I think that I, you know, I, I want to say that initially we want to, it would be good to build interest in what we're doing. Mm. Um, and also we have to gain that trust um, and also have that community aspect there. Um, otherwise, what would the benefit be? Like we, it would have to be beneficial Mm -hmm. uh, for for people to pay. Um, yeah. But honestly, I, I do think that we are at a point where um, we can look into that, but right now it is a free, uh, it's, it's free membership. Yeah. Free. Our mission is to unite. Yeah. So let's work in the connections. That's where we're at right now. See all the things you guys are doing, by the way, Kelly, you guys keep up the great work. Thanks. We're a big, uh, we're a big fan. And so uh, well, tell me a little bit about, about this podcast, Jerome. What's going on? A little competition? Huh? Huh? <laughs> Honestly, I'm going to be honest. We, nobody can rival this podcast. No. No. <laughs> in all seriousness, I, um, we wanted to create a space where uh, we had, um, you know, other Black men on, you know, uninterrupted. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we could really talk about some cool topics. Yep. Uh, we wanted to continue to disseminate our science in such a way where, and just really continue that representation. So we wanted to bring people on. Um, and a lot of people have some really cool things going on that aren't really out there. So we mm -hmm. want to kind of continue to put those out there um, and kind of have our own safe space for doing so. So that's yeah. going to be really exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right on. Cool. Um, okay. So we've got, we kind of got, um, you know, some, some stuff happening, some, some, some cool kind of membership stuff going on. Um, um, and, and just remind me again, Jaron, uh, is, I know Mobach is kind of separate, but, um, its own sort of entity, but am I right that BNBA is a chapter of Baba still? Is that what you're? Oh so, yeah, we 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 are partnering with Baba. Okay, with Baba, so we are very collaborative with them. It's like when we first came, we were their first special interest group. Um, mm. So we're very collaborative with them. Baba's been very influential and in continuing to help push BNBA forward. Um, so yes, we stay 
in partnership with them. So what, what does that mean? Like what kinds of things are you kind of doing together? I mean, obviously they've got, you guys obviously share members, uh, but beyond that kind of what, what, what's that collaboration looking like? Yeah, that's a great question. So when we first started, um, at, at the time, um, we collaborated with a partnership share, which at the time was Adrian Bradley. And right. um, what our mission was is to really kind of pair with, with all the momentum that Baba was doing and create mm. this special interest group specifically for black men in our field. So Baba was instrumental in continuing to, you know, like when you have a special interest group, really mm. a, most of the members are supposed to be of the bigger entity and you're a subsidiary. Yeah. Um, from there, like when we had our mixer and stuff like that at the conference, that's like where we all want to meet up, where we all want to collaborate and do things of that nature. Um, and that's sort of how we've been functioning so far with that partnership in Baba. That may evolve as time goes on mm. and we'll continue to talk about how that looks, but that's really what it's been so far and, that, and just making sure that we, we're all stronger as one. So initially we were like having our own BNBA was going on and then, you know, we spoke with Bob, I was like, we need to all be in one place together. So that's what we decided we wanted to do. So like I said, it's ever evolving, um, but we, you know, stay in partner with Baba. Baba's an amazing organization, had some great things going on. So we're happy to be partnered with them. Right on, right on, really cool. And then the other kind of big thing that's kind of happening for both of you, and it's really kind of the impetus for, you know, doing this, this episode is um, you're both um, uh, running for spots on the uh, the BACB board. That's the Behavior Analytic, Analyst Certification Board. Um, um, so there's, there's an election coming up next summer. August, or give or take, um, 2024, but um, the nomination window just closed a few days ago. Um, and I understand there's a, you were saying, we were saying before you record, there's like three spots available, one for a BCABA, one for a BCBA, one for a BCBAD, but possibly the BCBAD role could be taken by a BCBA. And so feasibly there are are two spots available that uh you know well three spots if, if there's a bcaba out there that, that's black and wants to run but um feasibly there's a a role for for uh for for both of you should uh, elections go the way we want so why uh maybe uh starting with starting with you Jeron, why did you want to run for the bcba board in the first place bacb board yeah, so for starters, I'm honored to be nominated. Mm. Uh, I, I think I think representation is important. Um, and currently, uh, the board is not representative of the people who need our services, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. and leaders need to mirror uh, what we want to see in our field, yeah. right? So I've always been, you know, sort of passionate about what the mission of the BACB is, and um, I feel like my expertise and uh, passion can significantly um, contribute to making a positive impact within organization. Mm -hmm. um, I do want to give a shout out to Sean Capel, who is our secretary of mm -hmm. uh, BNBA, because years ago, he actually wrote an article um, about how there were no African-American men on, on the BACB board and leadership, mm -hmm. and he mentioned ABAI as well. Um, so he really kind of planted the seed, even though it wasn't water to, uh, I connected more with Kelly. Um, but he was really the one who said that like, we need this going on and we didn't have it at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so far the universe saw a fit. Um, and so I'm, like I said, I'm honored, um, to be in a position right now where I, you know, I can pursue a, a position on the board of directors. And what about you, Kelly? Well, you know, I, I was 
busy doing my thing with Mobach. And honestly, to, to be transparent, someone that's been following my work uh, on the socials had planted the seed, reached out to me and said that I'm inspiring. I've said this on numerous occasions and said that I and considered um person said I should consider running for the board. Mm-hmm. So I thought about it and I do like doing impactful things. And at the same time, I also thought about the black male representation in our field too. Um <laughs> the representation is less. Mm-hmm. And so I mean I I also think that there wouldn't be a better person to represent in that seat than the founder of Black Men and Behavior Analysis. Mm. Uh, to be transparent, it, someone planted the seed and I thought that it would make sense to try. Yeah. And I believe I have a lot of things that I can share and, and ideas in the board um, with my talking points. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, some of the talking, well, I have a few. So, but the proper utility of BCBA, ABA services, we need safeguards to avoid misuse of BCBA, ABA services to prevent negative experiences. And also having collaborative sharing spaces on a larger scale. And also bridging the gaps in underserved communities. And I think with those talking points, um, it all aligns with what both myself and John are doing. Um, I think it would align with what the board is wanting as Mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. So what's, uh, I don't really know much about the board itself, um, like the actual board board. Um, uh, It's a bit of a confusing it's a little confusing terminology to have the behavior analytics certification board that also has a board of directors. Um, but um, in any case, um, what is kind of like, and what's the question I'm looking for? Have, has there been kind of black voices on, on the BACB board in the past or currently that you know of? Kelly, you can take that. Currently there's one on there. Okay. Yeah. There's one, there's one uh, black woman on there now, yeah. All right. And uh, what, what's her, what's, who is that? Do you know? Her name is Marlene Brown. Marlene Brown, gotcha. Mm-hmm. And I think she's like, is she, is she a, is she a student rep or a master's rep or something like that? Is that what, what? She, she had, yeah, master's level BCBA, yes. Right, right. Gotcha, gotcha, mm-hmm. gotcha. And so prior to her, it has, have, have, like I mean, it's hard to know, but do, do you think she's the first, or um, like is 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 has there has has there been representation in the past that you know of? And not not you don't have to name names, of course. You don't have to remember all the folks that were on the boards mm-hmm. in the past. But does it seem like there's been representation, or maybe not? Well, we know for a fact there hasn't been representation of a black man on that board. Okay, gotcha, yeah. gotcha, so, gotcha, gotcha. Um, that is, this will. Uh, I will be the first black man uh, on the board of directors, uh, which in itself is a problem uh, given the consumers that we have, um, you know, just to speak on that, like, you know, having a a black man on the board of directors is crucial, right? Mm. For for diversity and inclusion um, Mm. due to the uh, invaluable uh, perspective and experiences I feel like we would bring um, 
I feel like our presence would uh it it symbol it will symbolize a commitment that the BACB has to diversity, but also mm-hmm. uh ensures importance uh in decisions and and policies uh and just to consider a broader range of perspectives, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, promoting uh more inclusive um and equitable uh board, I feel like. And it just an environment yeah. with the organization. So um Diversity and leadership will help better understanding and addressing the needs of uh, diverse consumer base. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just think all those things are super important um, and just creating more comprehensive and effective strategies, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, fostering a, a organizational culture and structure. Um, so you just got to embrace and respect those differences and have that representation on there. So mm-hmm. that's why I'm a firm believer of this is the time to have a, a black man on that board. Um, and because that representation is just, um, it's just important. Now, now I know part of it was sort of just, you know, sort of opportunity, you know, Kelly, someone suggested you, 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 you apply and, and, uh, you know, and, and Jerron, I think there were some similar conversations in that regard. Um, is it just sort of BACB happens to have some spots open, so we'll try the BACB or, um, or do you feel like you you'd have a more impact on the field if you you know in the BACB versus the APBA or ABAI or that kind of thing? Like, why the BACB? Like, what what would be the benefit of being on the BAC board versus maybe some of these other ones um, as far as the impact and so on? Great question, Kelly. You want to go first? I think the BACB would yield the greatest impact. And there is the opportunity. I think when stars, hey, I mean, this is, it's available, it's out there. Um, it was indicated that they're looking for people in underrepresented populations. Mm. I think all of that makes sense to at least try. Um, and so with the board of directors, there's also this representation of professionals that have been BCBAs or BCBADs for lengthy periods, extended, extended periods. Mm. I'm, I'm a newer BCBA. Mm. So we, we should also have some representation um, within the board to that degree, more mm. of uh, boots on the ground type behavior analysts. So then you have a different perspective there. Um, so I think that that would, that would bring about more diversity. Mm. So yeah, uh, this was brought to my, you know, someone said, hey, why don't you try? Mm. It wasn't like this was the very first thing I was thinking of doing ever. Mm. I do like doing impactful things um, that I think I would be eligible or qualified. I, you know what? I'm not not going to lie. I don't know too many people that have started a uh, a state organization for Black practitioners. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> having these large spaces and uh, bringing, uniting a lot of people, I, I think that's pretty credible on the things that mm-hmm. I've done. And um, so I do think I'm qualified for for the position, uh, despite that I'm a newer behavior analyst. I do mm-hmm. think having a fresh set of eyes and a new perspective, I think I kind of came in on fire as a behavior analyst. And maybe they need someone like me on the board. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, great, great answer, Kelly. Um, yeah, the, being on the BACB board of directors, it was, it was crucial and impactful. Um, for me, somebody with a, 
a background in diversity um, and a track record for promoting inclusivity, um, I feel like I bring a unique perspective um, in actively supporting their initiatives um, hmm. and enhancing diversity uh, within their organization. Um, so the impact that you can have there uh, being um, board director, I think is huge um, and opportunity. I think I forget the number of years that you can be on a seat. It just so happened that there was three seats available this year. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, when we're talking about having an impact, when we're talking about representation, all those things, you can't just talk about it, right, and not be about it. So mm -hmm. if an opportunity arises itself and you have an opportunity to make that impact, um, for me, it, it was important that um, I put my foot out put my money where my mouth was and say, hey, we're, we're going to go for that, you know, so we can make impactful change. So you talked about, you know, why, you know, why is it telling, why now? Yeah. And, um, and you, when you, towards the beginning of, you know, the podcast, you, you talked about how the BACB had on their website, um, mm. they're looking for that other represented um, yeah, yeah. groups. And shout out to the BACB for putting that out there. I think totally. there has been so much um, conversation, particularly recently, uh, mm -hmm. Uh, cultural competency and diversity. Yeah. And you can't have the the, the largest ABA-based organization sitting here with this board, right? And we're talking about these things and it, it not happened. So mm -hmm. I'm not sure if pressure was applied or what it looked like, but just them putting that out there on their website kind of shows me that, you know, we can't have all these talks about culture comedy and we're going on our board and we're not seeing that. Mm -hmm. So uh, <clears throat> I assume that a lot of people have been in talks in that. Um, so this is a good, a really good opportunity to provide a voice for change and mm. a platform. Um, so shout out to the BACB for putting that on there. Uh, I'm not sure who it was, but that's a great move by them because it, it's time. It's time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I, 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 besides obvious, sort of the obvious, you know, more diversity within the organization. And I think every organization needs to have that diversity and every organization needs to really be representative of the people they're serving uh, mm -hmm. and supporting and and, um, um, and and also work to sort of, you know, become more representative. Like we want to see, we want to see a time when the percentage of black behavior analysts is 15 to 20%. So representative of the sort of overarching population in, 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 in the U S and so, but I'm wondering sort of how, because I really just don't know, like how the BACB can play a role in that. Like, how do you, how do you see sort of the BACB, you know, promoting sort of more diversity or representation in the field? Like what, what sort of things can they do? I know they've brought in, they're bringing in this cultural CEU in 2027, which again, I don't know the inner workings of the BACB, but it seems strange that we have to wait five years to sort of, you know, see that come into play. Um, you know, yeah. hopefully, you know, you guys, if you do get elected, you might be off the board by the time those things, those things are, those things are in place, which is interesting in and of itself. I mean, there's not too much to sort of. I know, I know they'll, they'll, they'll probably say logistics, and we have to come up with curriculum and blah 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 blah. But I don't know. I just when I saw the IBAO. Come come right up, come right out of the gates at the get go with with a cultural CEU as sort of part of their their requirements, um, um, and it, don't think it took a whole lot of effort to sort of say this is what it is and this is what it's about. I'm just curious what kinds of things you you see the BACB having the potential to do differently, having 
representation on the board. Yeah, you want me to go first, or you got you want to take that? Well, so if I was a board member, and and this is something that I'm just gonna press on regardless, which is uh, bridging the gaps in underserved communities. Mm -hmm. uh, because let, let's say so, people like for all of the people with ASD or autism um, that need ABA services, only a fraction of those people can get them. Um, and that's not even including disadvantaged kids. Mm. And with the prevalence rate of the ABA services and behavior analysts, ABA professionals being so low that we need more behavior analysts and ABA professionals out there. So we want to have a space where we can so I guess it kind of ties into two of the talking points that I have with the collaborative sharing spaces on a larger scale where we can get together and do some solutions oriented, uh, make solutions oriented approaches. Uh, but we also have this TAP, the ABA Pathfinders, um, which would create more pathways essentially for ABA programs and professional development into educational services uh, or educational settings um, to yield more behavior analysts. Mm -hmm. We, and also to bridge gaps in the services, maybe parent-led ABA. Um, so then people can have more access to ABA services and the use of AI. And you said that you're going to have, you might have something about AI on your mm -hmm. podcast then, and um, use AI to save time. So these are things that I would propose with the board to work towards. So then we can do some problem solving. But, but like, but are any of those things actually in? Are any of those things actually in the BACB's kind of mandate and mission, or is that is 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 oh. this like a deeper change that has to kind of happen? That is, that is a great question, Ben. And can I hand it to you? But uh, there are certain things that the BACB cannot do. Yeah. There's a, there's a certain range of things that they can govern, but there are things that they can govern, right? Yeah. Like there are challenges in our field, and the board can address them. For example, not trying to be of the board here, but how long did it take them to get rid of the the gifts, right? The gift giving and receiving, like the mm -hmm. cultural impact on that, just alone of that gift policy. It's like that should have been gone a long time ago. There are things yep. within the board's uh, power that they can govern. They can do quicker. They can mm -hmm. um, also realize where there may be some culture sensitivities yeah. um, there. So there are things that we may want to see and um, that they cannot change, uh, even though we can kind of put propose things out there. But there are going to be certain things that they just as a board cannot do. And as I'm continuing to educate myself more about what they do, they're, they, they do have limits. But I just gave you one example. There was like, that should have been going years ago, right? Yeah, and that's yeah, definitely yeah. within that, for sure. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, so I don't know. I think like throughout my throughout my career, I've had the the privilege of working um 
in, in di diverse roles. Um, and I'm just a firm believer in, in collaboration and diverse perspective and decision-making processes. And mm -hmm. that alone, mm -hmm. I think we can, can really start to make some improvements and changes there. So I'm, I'm just yeah. really excited about that. Really excited. Yeah. Something else I'd like to see if, if, if your voices can be added to the mix that I think you could be involved in. And again, anyone at the BCB wants to sort of, you know, send me an email clarifying these, these facts, maybe they're not facts, maybe I got it wrong, but as far as I understand, um, the BACB, uh, prior to sort of 2022, when they were still certified folks in other countries, and I and I, I get to a certain level why those decisions were made, and I get that there's a lot involved in sort of, you know, administering things in other countries and so on and so forth. I don't really want to debate that fact. I think that's, this is done. They're not going to kind of go back on it. There are, there is the QABA and the IBAO and other, and other countries are developing their own certifications now. And, and, you know, those processes are happening. And so, uh, you know, I think that's great. I think, and I think on a lot of levels, you know, a country having its own certification, you know, can, can be really, can be really valuable. Other side of the coin, you know, and not to rant too, not to soapbox too much. There are a lot of countries that just don't have the resources to do it, to develop their own you know, I mean, things are so far, they're, they're so far. I, I just had a, a pre-chat this morning with a behavior analyst from Pakistan and, uh, and, and just to talk about kind of ABA and sort of state ABA and autism in Pakistan. And she, you know, she was telling me there's like, she's in, she's in, in Karachi, Pakistan, which, you know, I, you know, I think is, you know, population wise is, you know, comparable to New York city. Like they got billions and millions and millions of people in that city and maybe bigger. Um, and there's, there's like 16 BCBAs or something like that. Um, you know, there are, uh, there are, um, three of them that are actually supervising RBTs. Like it's such a small, like to, to, to sort of say to, uh, you know, a group like that, someone in Pakistan, develop your own accreditation system. You know, that just isn't going to happen. You know, the, what they need to do is first build up, you know, sort of a pool of accredited professionals that can then get together and sort of do these things. So on that level, I, I, it, it, it the, the change did kind of frustrate me, but I, but I do see, Groups like the IBAO kind of fill in the gap there, so I think yeah, I think sure. that's okay. What kind of? But the other thing that kind of came out of that was so when when they were providing services in some of these other countries or providing accreditation in, in these other countries and whatnot, they also then had resources available in other languages to these folks. So for example, they had a lot. I think they had. A, I think I believe they had like a. a, a they, I don't know if they had a test in Spanish, but they definitely had like study materials and whatnot. And I think, you know, and it just they had, they had things in their languages that were kind of ready for folks. And as I understand it, and again, if someone with the BACB wants to correct me, all of those, pretty much all, if not all of those resources were removed once the BACB stopped providing, um, you know, services in these other countries. And, and I thought that was such a, a backwards thinking kind of move because the U.S. is such a multicultural country. You've got people from all of these different backgrounds. You've got tons of folks, tons of Spanish-speaking folks. I mean, you Spanish might as well be the second language of uh, of, of the U.S. like French is in Canada, and um, and and yet these 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 resources and and sort of translated documents and whatnot have all been sort of removed from services. 
is it if you know if that is the case is that something you might look at too is just sort of how how you know the BACB maybe isn't going to support folks in other countries but the BACB could become a more multicultural entity yeah I, I and I you're not the first person that said that by the way I've had a few mm. people say that to me particularly right. about that um and I definitely that would definitely be something I would love to talk about um yeah. and, I think IBAO has done really great work in that area. Yeah. Um, fun fact about IBAO, when it was being developed, I was actually working for the developers, uh, Dr. Nkosi and, and, and Mike Mueller. Mm. They come in one day and it was like, we got this biggest idea that like should have been done a long time ago. We're mm. like in a prison session and they come in and they start talking yeah. about it. And as they started to talk about, because this is right after the announcement, which Ben, I'm sure you were one of them. A lot of people were not happy when the board announced that. It's it seemed like, like you said, it was we were moving backwards. And to an extent, I understand some of what was going on there. Um, but it seems like they we they did leave some people behind there, and it yeah. would be a conversation to have um, because there have been multiple people who have come to me and talked about that. So that would be something I would definitely be open to exploring. Um, Further, actually. Yeah. Also kind of wondering what your feeling is here on sort of, and we've had a lot of these, I've had a lot of these conversations with a lot of Black guests, and I think even with, with you folks, um, around sort of, you know, and, and you know, the BMBA is sort of a, a, a great example of of sort of a, a group that kind of came together to address this issue. Um, but around sort of, you know, a, a lack of, you know, a lack of black voices in certain spaces, um, but also, you know, kind of the idea that sort of, so coming to Baba, you know, all, 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 all the black fellows got together for the first time, you know, at the previous year and all kind of ran into each other, not expecting to see each other at this conference, all expecting to be the only black guy at this conference um, and to run into four or five others and go, whoa, Wait a second. Are you a dude? Wait a second. Come over here. Let's have a chat. You know, and 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 kind of you know really making these connections for the first time. And and what I've seen similarity in, as I've talked to folks with the Black School Psych Network, or I've talked to folks from the Black Psychology sort of associations. Um, you know, having these safe affinity spaces, which is something you, you're both really you know, you know pushing for, um, and and currently you know overseeing um, is really important because it, it provides a spot for all these folks to get together but then when those when those folks leave those spaces they kind of go back to their communities back to their schools back to their their ABA centers or whatever and they're the only black person there mm -hmm. um and uh and this happens this happens and in, 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 I think this happens across all fields uh really you know as far as representation goes um at where folks feel alone and I, I've had a lot of conversations with black school psychologists around sort of recruitment and retention and and how and I know tap is really work is, is really working I think on that kind of recruitment piece but around retention what happens is you know these folks get hired into these sort of spaces and then become expected to sort of take over the DEI role in that company, come up with, you know, develop those sort of anti anti racist and anti discrimination policies that are all meant to protect them. Um, and, and, and they're often and they often burn out and get overwhelmed by the system. I had uh, Cami Cami Williams on a while back and we were just talking about how, you know, burnout particularly for black professionals, is not about sort of, you know, doing enough yoga, um, you know, and, and eating right, you know, those things help, those are those treat the symptoms for sure. But it's the systems that are in place that that cause the burnout and cause these cause cause folks get forced out. 
what do you think it's going to have you thought about sort of what that's going to be like when you're you know potentially hopefully you both get on but but maybe you don't and and you and you're the only black voice on on that predominantly white board um um you, you know what do you think about kind of how, how do you kind of prepare yourself for kind of going into a situation like that and potentially, you know, being quashed and being pushed down unless you've sort of got, you know, incredible assertive public speaking skills, which is something you may have to work on anyway as a result, you know, and you're like this, you know, a social justice maverick that can, you know, speak through anything. Like not not everyone is not everyone is Denisha Jingles, right? I mean, she's hmm. she, she's she's a she's a powerhouse, she's a social justice pioneer. Malika Pritchett's another one um, uh, that are, you know, just doing, it's just, you know, just everything that comes out of their mouths is, is you know, inspiring and powerful, um, but not everyone can be those people. And, and so, what, what you know, and maybe, but not to say that you folks aren't those people, don't get me wrong. I mean, you guys are both big voices in the Black community and big voices in ABA, maybe enough to do that. But have you, have you thought about sort of what that's going to be like, just sort of coming onto a board as you know, it's great to be represent represented a represent a representation of your community mm-hmm. now, but you might be alone there, and 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 what that what that's going to be like, and how you're going to navigate that. I mean, you don't know what it's going to be like, but have you thought about it? Go ahead, Kelly. Yeah, I, I don't know what it would be like, but I think it. I I could say that it would be similar to the way things are today, anyways. With with everything, my work. Yeah. This, yeah. this is just how it is. Yeah. The, there's that under, well, you know, we black people or black behavior analysts make up 4.21%. Um, and then I'm also placed in a, in a work environment that mm-hmm. uh, that looks similar as well. I mean, this is just this is just the way I go about on a daily basis anyways. Mm. Um, I do think that because of these communities that I'm a part of, that I I don't feel alone. Um, I think it's important to have that representation in spaces that don't have that representation. I do feel that it's more of a, um, what is that? It's more of a, um, what is, I'm sorry, I'm like blanking out here. It's a, it's a like calling or or what whatever you, mm. it's it's your. I mean, you're walking into your your purpose <laughs> or something like that. So it, it's important. It's imperative that there's representation there. If I have the opportunity to um, be in a space like that, then I'm going to take it because it's important. Mm. I I feel safe because I do have safe spaces that I can go to. Mm. I have mentors I can go to. That's another good reason why having a community is helpful because then you're around all of these people with different specialties, different experiences. You can bounce ideas off of them. Um, And again, back to one of my talking points of having that these communities of practice uh, and these more of these spaces for yeah. behavior analysts. Um, and that isolation feeling that isn't, you know, I wouldn't say that's just for, I, I'm not representing all black people, but just behavior analysts in general in work settings, I, other behavior analysts, even doctoral level behavior analysts have conveyed that they are in spaces where they are the only behavior analysts. 
Right. So it's an isolated feeling as well, or that can it can pose an isolated feeling. Yeah. Therefore, having these communities of practice and more of these shared spaces for behavior analysts, ABA professionals on a larger scale makes sense. And it's more of like a dedicated space for behavior analysts to get together. And I'm not just talking about conferences because, yeah, we mm -hmm. have those all the time where behavior analysts get together and get the CEUs. But having intentional spaces for behavior analysts for just problem solving or uh, connecting, um, having that free time to have lunch or, you know, um, where you can naturally bring up issues that might be going on and then people can problem solve with that. And also having spaces for mm. civil discourse because if we have issues, if we have concerns out there, we do need to problem solve how those things can go about. That, that would also include issues of like the systemic issues or um, anything that might seem subjective or uh, if we're talking about um, shock therapy, if you have people that are for shock therapy and then people that aren't for shock therapy, having a dedicated space where we can have the civil discourse in a respectful manner so we can be solutions oriented, we need more of those spaces. So this question that you asked, um, how can we, like, would I feel safe or what can we do with these, these bigger issues that are really hard to like change overnight? We can, we can be solutions oriented mm -hmm. by getting together and intentionally figuring out how we can solve issues mm -hmm. and i i, I want to say that we need more of those types of spaces yeah beautifully said kelly um for our listeners who can't see us right now me and kelly are actually wearing the same color shirt and ben is like in the middle of us on this video so it's pretty cool just painting the visual for you guys mm -hmm. um <laughs> ben answer your question so you made some but by the way shout out to denisha and monica by the way so you gave mm -hmm. them shout out i'm gonna double down those shout outs because yeah. doing some beautiful things in our field yes yeah, you made a really good point about uh, like all of a sudden black people getting on these DI, DI boards and they're like, okay, you fix our problems for us. And then burnout just naturally happens. I can't say how many people have come to me and talked about that. And, you know, what do I do when that happens? Um, for me, uh, you know, your question in regards to being, you know, black men on a board and how it may feel. Uh, I rely on my community. So, you know, I'm never, I don't ever feel alone. Kelly, you mentioned yeah. Uh, the groups that we have, you know, for me, BNBA and Mobile, I rely on my brothers. I rely on my mentors, like a doctor in Jamu and Kosi. So I'm not feeling alone in those spaces, even though I may be on the board alone. So right. and that's important. Community is the name of the game. Um, yeah. Can, and a lot of these issues that we you do have when you feel isolated, um, when you feel that way, it's, it will happen quickly. So personally, for me, that's how I go about it. So that was a great question. Then you had me thinking about, well, what do I do when those things happen? And that's typically what I do. You know, and you, you both said the same thing, and, and that that it made a lot of sense is 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 having those, and just reiterating it, but having those 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 affinity spaces to to provide support is is so huge. Um, and, and you know, and it, it, you know, I mean, we you talk about, I've just been kind of going through some of the interviews I did at Baba and and uh, the you know the, the the overarching sort of theme from all those conversations were. 
you know, it's it's the it's the community. It's a sense of community that we have. You know, uh, it, it, you know, going to that event reminded me of being at the cookout. You know, it was very, you know, it was just like being at home with my family. Um, and it really speaks to, I think, a, a, a bigger, a bigger sort of theme that I've been. And probably one of the, one of the reasons I love doing this podcast so much is I get to talk to people from so many different backgrounds and so many different cultures, and and and, and I get to see sort of, you know, the true meaning of this idea of the global majority. And I, I don't know if everyone's heard this phrase, but for the listeners out there, we often talk about sort of you know uh, you know black black folks, indigenous folks, people of color in general, whatever, being minorities in 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 our countries, being minority groups, um, and 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 the majority is is you know is us white folk. Um, but if you look at it globally and you look at the global population, you know, we white folk aren't, aren't at the top um, in, in terms of population and in terms of sort of just, you know, influence and whatnot. There, there's a global majority of folks that are not white, essentially, um, you know, and it's not just black folks. It's, it's folks from all these sort of different backgrounds. And so if you kind of you can you can almost look at, at a sense of community almost globally and related to that something else that I've really teased out from um, a lot of these conversations and particularly, um, actually not particularly, really black folks, indigenous folks, Latina folks. Um, um, uh, and I think, and, you know, and, and uh, uh, you know, and I haven't had a lot of conversations with folks from kind of the, the more Asian background, but there's some similarities as well. And that's this idea of a, a collectivist society, a collectivist approach, um, um, sort of white folks, come from a very individualistic capitalist society. We brought that over from Europe um, um, and we brought it into North America. And then later on, we brought it to Australia. We brought it to some other countries. And then finally, we started bringing it to all these little little Pacific and Caribbean islands. And and uh, But essentially, we've just been traveling from place to place, uh, spreading, spreading the mission of separating people. Focus on yourself. Don't think of anybody else. Try to make as much money as possible. You know, we hear a lot about this in sort of a private equity sort of issues in, in sort of, a, you know, American ABA agencies and whatnot. Um, and the idea of this sort of capitalistic, individualistic approach to things is also a minority, global minority kind of way of looking at things. Um, uh, the whole idea of sort of you know always being community, the idea that you know the you know the idea that sort of black folks and indigenous folks you know refer to sort of you know half the folks in the community as as cousins and aunts, even though they might not be blood relatives, you know, um, uh, you know, uh, elders. Everyone's an elder at you know at sort of a certain age level. Um, everyone's a grandparent at a certain age level. You know, um, it doesn't matter sort of what because because it doesn't matter sort of about these specific kind of individual kind of bloodlines, which kind of goes back to monarchy and royalty and all that kind of pointless stuff um, around around kind of colonization. So to have this sort to, to always know that you've got a community at your back, you know, is is something that you know I think we white folks will never understand. Um, um, certainly, some of us have big families. Maybe we'll get it. You know, if you, your mom decided to have your your mom had eleven kids, well, maybe you, you kind of get that. You know, like, you kind of get that vibe. But um, but generally speaking, you know, we just don't get that. Um, and and so we often feel like we're going in and out alone. We're coming into these situations alone. And so I think um, you know, I think that's uh, you know, 
when, when, when I ask these questions, you know, I'm asking them really from my perspective, right? Um, because in my perspective, I would be alone. You know, I wouldn't have support. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be the only white person, obviously, I wouldn't be alone in that regard. But as far as sort of just being, because I'm thinking about boards in general, we've got a locally here in, in the, my little island community, we've got these things called improvement districts, which are basically little, little sort of pseudo quasi governments that are basically in charge of paying for fire departments and streetlights and um and uh of the fire department so we'll get a lot of that money but uh but they have these they have these boards that are essentially built of uh of, of multiple old white men that have been living in the island for 30 40 years and they just keep staying on the board forever and ever and ever and every time a new voice tries to come in whether it be someone of color usually whether it be someone of just of, of a different gender or a different age group they quickly leave they quickly get pushed out and shoved away because those folks don't have any kind of community behind them supporting them in in every endeavor that they're doing they're alone um, and you know you're willing to run great we'll, we'll vote for you because you're new but you're on your own when it comes to sort of you know put, putting out those initiatives so I, I think I think I think if some of these organizations that were founded in capitalism uh founded in this sort of individualistic kind of way of, of doing things to have more folks you know on their boards you know in their communities that come from this more kind of collectivist background I think it's just going to can really reshape and change kind of the way, you know, they're run. Um, would would you would would you agree? <laughs> you're right on there, Ben. I think you're right I on. Agree. I yeah. think you know, and I think that Jaron and I vibe so well because, well, so how we first met. I, I want to say that we were acquaintances through the Biba Facebook. That's Black and Behavior Analysis Facebook right. group. I joined that back in uh, like June of 2020. Mm. And then we both attended the first in-person Baba conference. Mm. Uh, that was in 2022. Yep. I, I met Dr. Uh, Bruce Tenor. Yep. <laughs> and he's the vice president of BMBA. So I'm like giving him a shout out. I especially remember meeting him mm. um, at the first in-person conference because we also have a picture together too. <laughs> Um, because I take pictures and everything um, yeah. a lot. And so I became aware of BMBA through social media. And I'm a huge advocate for their mission because you don't see many black male behavior analysts out there. I think at that point I knew Bryant. Mm. He might have been the only black male BCBA that I know. Um, luckily, I know more because of the MBA, because yeah. of uh, Baba, Biba, all of these communities. So, Jaron and I crossed paths. Um, definitely, we crossed paths at the conference this year, at the Baba conference, and we stayed connected ever since. And I think that we have a lot of commonalities in terms of shared values. Um, we both acknowledge that there was a need for specific groups. And we took action around the same time. And uh, now we're both founders and presidents of our respective organizations. I'm working together to see these organizations thrive. And I, I think because of that, we, um, we connect on just a different level because we're, we're navigating this space that really hasn't been, um, it's just a new space, right? So it's it's an exciting 
um, spot to be because I think we're in great positions that can create change. And as you mentioned, you know, when you have a community that can back you and you don't feel alone, just imagine the impact you can make you. You're just that much stronger. Mm -hmm. uh, the empowering factor is there. Uh, the safe space is there. These are very important things that you need. And then you also have access to resources and knowledge and people and experiences. Am mm -hmm. I a perfect? Am I perfect? No, I'm not a perfect uh, person. I don't know everything. But I, I'm pretty experienced, although, like I said, I mentioned beforehand, I'm a, an early behavior analyst, I, I do have um, experience for over a decade. I've been in the field of advocating and um, enhancing the lives of people with intellectual and developmental disabilities and mental illnesses. Um, I started off as a direct support professional and just worked my way up through supervisory and uh, management positions and, and then later on behavior analysis. And, uh, you know, I have the clinical trauma specialist certification and also the, I have a new certification as well, the international behavior analyst, and that's through IBA -O mm -hmm. as well. But having all of that experience and then having access to other people with experiences that are from a different scope, having access to a lot of brilliant people, you can be solutions oriented. It's just the greater probability that you can succeed because you have a lot of tools. Yeah. And so I think that we're in a yeah. good spot. Yeah. And the timing is the timing is on point. Like there is no better time <laughs> than now to create no better time than now. Yeah. That, no. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Right on. Okay. Um I can keep going about the BACB all, all, all day, as you can tell. I've, I've got lots of thoughts, but we'll, we'll, we've got lots of time. We can we can we can we can have more conversations about this down the road. I'm wondering about um, kind of shifting gears a bit. There's um, uh, about uh, uh, we, we had we had a few announcements uh, that we wanted to kind of share as well about some stuff that's going on. So uh, first off, maybe uh, we could you uh, could talk about uh, Kelly. You could talk a little bit about um, uh, actually both both. Um, the, no, sure. If you could talk about sort of the, what, what's happening on February twenty first, what that's all, what that, what that's all. February twenty first, that's Black We Bad. That's Black Women in Behavior Analysis Appreciation Day. Again, like according to the statistics, Black behavior analysts make up four point two percent of behavior analysts. So it's important to acknowledge that. Yeah. And so in one of our MOBOT formal meetings, because we have formal meetings every month um, where we stay up to date on what's going on, like to stay current and how we're moving forward and proceeding, it's another way to keep in touch. This is just kind of how we operate. Uh, we talked about Black Male BCBA Day in one of the meetings, which is September 6th, again, founded by Andre Anderson. He's the first Black Male BCBA in the state of Tennessee. Um, He's also a TAP member. He's also in the ABA Pathfinders. I'm giving him a shout out and plug in TAP. <laughs> so during that meeting, Tamisha Bland, she's the vice president of Mobach, um, she posed a question about women having a day as well. And so then there was a consensus in that meeting and that women needed to have a day too. So we created that space. 
And with Mobac, we're about creating these spaces. It's just another space to um, celebrate women. And Black Women and Behavior Analysis Appreciation Day is just another opportunity to commemorate the pioneering figures in our field that have paved the way, as well as recognizing all Black women in the field of ABA. And again, like with Mobac, we're dedicated to fostering a culture of celebration and change within our science that includes creating spaces. And this Black We Bed initiative would create yet another well-deserved space for recognition. And as far as how this will look, we will. this will be our inaugural celebration February 21st of 2024. Mm. I am still working on how this will look. I'm thinking part in-person, part virtual. Um, because this is fairly new, we need to work out how that will look. It would mm. take a lot of planning. This will be the first one, but I can anticipate in the future, it'll be bigger and grander. Um, right now, so we have a lot of different platforms, right? We have Facebook, LinkedIn, um, Instagram, we have a website. But on LinkedIn and in Instagram, I don't know if anybody notices, but we've been calling out uh, Black women in the field each day to acknowledge them. We want to call them all out so then we mm. can all unite and, and just acknowledge and celebrate this day that I think over time um, will be a very, I think it's going to be a very big event initially, but still something that could go down in history as a day and a space for us. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited about this day, um, Kelly. I cannot wait to see what all things you guys come up with. We are behind you guys. We can't wait to celebrate with you. This is going to be an annual day where we get it in. We're going to celebrate our queens, and we're going to keep it moving. So I'm I'm ready. Yeah, same with Black Men and uh, Black Male BCBA Day, September 6th. I, I like that they're spaced out so we can both have our days. Absolutely. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Thanks We're for creating that support. day. Yes, I appreciate it. And I don't know that there's any other, you know, groups even have this sort of thing going on. You know, that have you know have have a representative day, sort of, you know, to sort of celebrate folks from a particular group. I mean, I know there are some folks involved in kind of the World Behavior Analysis Day and that sort of an international sort of initiative. And I know at some point. What you folks are doing will be and are probably are already international. It's just a matter of folks doing up and whatnot. But, but, um, but uh, yeah, it, it feels like you, you guys are kind of, kind of the, kind of the first to kind of do this. I think we are, and it's not that I know of somebody. Please uh, slide yeah. in my DMs. Slide in my DMs if I'm wrong. But yeah. all groups should. Latino groups should get an Asian. Like they should all put on your community. Yeah. Celebrate your community, yeah. man. Yes. Celebrate yeah. community. Yes. I love it. There, it. there isn't there. I know there's there, there, are, there are like associations. Like we know there's LABA, right? The, La, yes. the Latino Association for Behavior Analysis. Um, and then I know there is also, and and, I, and I'm, I'm butchering the name. I'll, I'll put the link in the show notes. I know there is an Asian Pacific Islander group as well, representative of the you know again that kind of collectivist um, you know community oriented yes. mind and 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 so. <clears throat> Another another term that you know, certainly not new to you folk, but relatively new to folks like myself, 
um, or relatively new to me, not folks like myself, to me, was these, was these sort of concepts of black joy and black excellence. Um, and, uh, you know, I've heard little bits about them, you know, um, you know, uh, you know, when I used to watch Oprah as a kid, but beyond that, you know, <laughs> you know, there wasn't much going on. And then when I went to the Baba conference, I was like, that's what this means <laughs> right and because you just yeah. you just you just felt this sort of different kind of energy this different kind of vibe and, and this sort of you know sense of community sort of embedded sort of throughout the event from from the very beginnings of you know of of, of you know some of those sort of pre-conference events to you know tia glover and and uh you know uh um um you know uh, do it doing a rap and and uh and uh and and then you know just 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 fantastic you know just a fantastic vibe the the the, the gala was just you know again the most mind-blowing event i've ever been to um you know in hindsight folks i don't know if i don't know if folks noticed uh, my uh sort of uh, dismal appearance but uh i actually discovered after the fact that uh, my travel cpap gave me a uh, an unplanned sinus infection for the entire conference and so i was sick as a dog the whole week and folks may have noticed my lower levels of energy or me um you know running outside to wipe the sweat off my brow but yeah. uh, but regardless i still felt the vibe is what i'm getting at you know so as yeah. as sort of as as, as as many setting events in place to make me potentially have a, a horrible experience it was still by far the, yeah. the the coolest thing i've seen and, and i think this is something you know that certainly the black community is 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 is, is sort of revered for and uh it, it's, a, it's a sort of a kind of achieving this excellence and this joy and i know some of that is a result of you know years and years of systemic racism and and slavery and, and so on and so forth and sort of a need to kind of you know um uh you know not a need sort of a must to kind of build oneself up even more so in order to have any chance of even making it in the world and, and you know to, to get a job to get into school you know we hear so much about sort of first generation folks attending school for the first you know for being essentially the first person in generations of their family to do anything sort of beyond high school um um, um you know just again speaks to sort of the systemic problems in the world but it's really morphed into this sort of um you know, it's I you know you really can't I really can't put it into words, but I think the the excellence and joy is really there, and I see that really kind of coming out here. And so I think, you know, these days are just another example of uh, 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 of you guys doing such a great job of celebrating your own, but also sharing it with everybody else. I don't agree. Yeah, there, there's something about a shared adversity, and then that resist. What is that resistant um, resilience? Yeah, yep. yeah, resilience. Shared adversity, resilience. Um, the survival of the fittest. Mm. I think mm. all of those components together uh, help shapes how how I move. At least mm. mm -hmm. I the. That first, the first in-person conference for Baba, and, and, the, and I got the same vibe at the second one that was this year. That feeling of euphoria lasted for months. Yeah, and that is why I. That is why we have Mobak because I wanted to have that same feeling at home mm. versus having it once once a year. 
I, I, I got to have that all the time. So I'm like, I'm really spoiled. I got it all the time now. And so I I would love to see this generalized in other areas and mm. like other states, other countries, other disciplines. Um for now for now it's working. So yeah. You know, one thing I like about another thing I really like about kind of what you what you're both doing in terms of sort of developing these affinity groups is again and again, again I think it circles back to sort of the the point on collectivism and community um, is that you know you're not creating these organizations in kind of a silo you know you know kind of, if we kind of circle back to you know your plans for the BACB um, to, to 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 kind of be a part of the BACB one I think one of the issues with the BACB and ABAI and APBA and all these organizations is in a lot of ways, they're siloed. They don't really work. They don't really work together or collaborate. There are some levels of collaboration on, you know, a little bits here and there. But you know, in a lot of ways, they seem to kind of. I think it's just sort of ingrained that ingrained sort of capitalist individualistic bias. You know, they all just kind of want to be their own entities um, and do their own thing. Um, and you know, I mean, this is, we see this across governments. We see this all everywhere. You know, these sort of. You know, governments, government departments don't work together like they should, you know, none of that because they're all they're all trying to sort of be the best. Unlike what I see you folks do and like right away, you know, we've, we've already talked about sort of several collaborative things that have been going on for both with Baba between Mobach and, 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 and BMBA, you know, with with um, with with the, the TAP initiative, you know, that's bringing in group folks from all these different groups. Um, so I thought this might be a good segue here to to talk a little bit of in the course with these the, the the black male bcba day and the, the black female bcba day um or behavior analyst day and another other great kind of activities that you guys are working on you you both have something else coming up real real quick here and so and so i, I want to hear about this this special announcement about what's going on uh, another another great event in black community yeah, this is breaking news here on this podcast. I feel like every time every time I come on Biz Podcast, it's always breaking news. I'm telling you. Um, yeah, speaking of Black excellence, we're having our first annual ABA versus Community Block Party uh, presented mm. by BA and Mobot. It is going to be an amazing event uh, for the community to come together. Um, we're going to have some live karaoke performances, uh, who did it better. Uh, the community is going to vote. So we'll have some really good social uh, media interaction. Nice. We'll have some trivia, uh, in particular, Black ABA trivia. So a lot of people don't know some things about a lot of good things that Black people are doing in our community. Mm-hmm. We're going to have something called, Kelly, you said verbal precision expedition. We're still working on it. But verbal it's going expedition. <laughs> to be, be a really dope game. Let's not get that away. Um, we'll have a live Q and A. We'll give a lot of celebrations and shout outs. Um, we'll talk about, you know, black women behavior analysis. It's just a really good, um, be really good time for our community to come together remotely. Never been done before. Uh, we're just going to have a good time. You know, we, we call it a block party because we love a block party. So Mm. we're going to have, so it's just going to be really good. Feel good. You know, um, you know, everybody is just going to really get in and get in and have a good time. So, uh, more to come on that. Yeah, um, it's also hosted by, uh, yes. Oh, yeah. Hosted, yes. Hosted by. No, go ahead. You can go ahead. You can go ahead and announce our host. I'm oh, taking on your time. Our bad. It was because we talked about the uh, the precision the expedition that because of that, the precision um, mm-hmm. kind of it kind of made me think of Jared Van. Mm, so, of course. So it's hosted. 
hosted by Jared Fan and Monica Gillespie. And Monica Gillespie is the uh, community networking coordinator and our IG person for for mobile. So yes. uh, both of these individuals are awesome and brilliant. They're both working towards their, their they're both younger behavior analysts. They're also both working towards their uh, uh, their doctoral or PhDs. Yep. And they're both heavy advocates for their respective uh, interests. And Monica, she's really interested in, in just advocating for a lot of different things, but really strong on community. And I think they both represent, and both BNBA and Maltbach represents this community. And so for both of them to host, it, it's going to be. Yeah, gonna be it's going to be great. We actually had a meeting last night and uh, Monica and Jerry were getting together. So hmm. cannot wait to see that chemistry. Uh, all of our listeners, December 9th, okay, from hmm. 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Put it on your calendars, mark it. You do not want to miss it. You do not want What's what that? Time, what time oh, zone we is got, that? We're, that is Eastern time zone, guys. Okay. Eastern time zone. Yeah, so, perfect. Um, nice, nice, awesome. And just for for some context from maybe my older brain, what, why is it called ABA versus Community Block Party? <laughs> Go ahead, Kelly. <laughs> oh, no. You're going <laughs> to ask the person that's not cool about versus. Okay, so versus, and we don't have it spelled the way versus really spells versus. Okay. We're not trying to get in trouble here. But versus is just this really popular, it's a popular uh, like battle and like a rap battle. Okay. And so mm-hmm. with our karaoke, it'll be a karaoke battle, the NBA versus Mobile. It, um, there's also a lot of, uh, there's also a lot of, uh, I guess, what do, what do you, so, 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 so it's like a little, that's a little, that's a little play on words with verses and verses is what's going yeah, on. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, essentially. So that's what the verses is. And then right. block party, you know, it's like a block yeah, party. Yeah. We love it's a block yeah, party. It's like, a, it's is, like we love yeah. a cookout, man. So, yeah, yeah. We, right on, right on. So, de- December 9th, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Is there, uh, obviously, that's that's not that far away. Today's November 16th. So, we're going to get this episode out quick enough that folks will have advanced notice of that. Um, is, um, how how will folks sort of find out about it? Like where, where are they going to go to sort of, you know, it, it's a remote thing. So where are they going to go to yes. sort of register, get the link, so on or whatever? Yeah, uh, great question, Ben. Look out on our social media soon because we're going to mm-hmm. be putting out um, advertising. We'll have a yeah. link out on Eventbrite. Uh, so that should be out soon. We're working on that. We're working perfect, on that. Perfect, so perfect, look at right, our cool. socials, Mobok. Look, excuse me, look at BNBA socials. We're going to be throwing that out pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. Right on. Super awesome. Well, looking forward to that. I'll definitely check that out myself. I think that's Saturday, right? So everyone, no, no one can say they got work in the way and uh, can enjoy enjoy a Saturday remote hanging out with uh, a super crew. I think that's going to be super awesome. I'm looking forward to just uh, watching the madness. Oh, absolutely. I may get on there and do a solo karaoke. What do you think, Kelly? Yeah. <laughs> now, listen, at the Bible conference, hey, at the Bible uh, conference, I threw down a little bit, you know, put some vocals in, you know, I come from a singing family, so. No, nice. We know, I may we know who's going to win, though, Jerron. We know, we know you can't yeah. sing. We know this. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Oh, All right. Wow, ben, wow. you can, Ben, we'll let you judge when we get this. Yeah, okay. The, right banter, right the banter is starting already, but we're very- <laughs> yeah, crashed. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Well, it's great to get an update from both of you on kind of what's been happening in Mobot, what's been happening in BNBA. Sounds like next year is going to be a big one. Um, uh, you know, elections are a ways away for folks, but we just kind of want to sort of 
plant the seed in people's minds that there's going to be some representation coming out and keep these names in your head and hopefully we'll have a couple more conversations sort of in between now and August to kind of, you know, reinforce that and, you know, do a little shaping on, on your voting minds out there. Yes. And uh, yeah, w- wonderful to see some great stuff happening. And, um, you know, I, I guess we gotta, we're going to have a BABA conference in between now and the election. So hopefully that'll be another space where you can really kind of get the word out and get, 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 get a whole bunch more votes kind of coming your way. So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, glad, so glad you guys came together and uh, we were able to do this today. Yeah, Ben, shout out to you once again, brother. Thank you for always providing a platform. Um, my gratitude, you know, you, anything that's coming up, whether it's TAP or whatever, you're always providing a platform and not afraid to, you know, get people on here, you know, different voice. So thank you. Appreciate well, you. My pleasure. The joy is mine. Yeah, I appreciate you, Ben. You you just have, you have a really great heart. You're just, you're just out there highlighting all of the resources, getting people together. You're you're really doing some purposeful things. Well, I appreciate that.